Mom Courage, the podcast, questioning norms and finding the real conversation around motherhood, being a woman, and family life. I'm Carrie Promozik, your host. Welcome, Courageous Mamas. It can be really hard to say or maybe even admit, you know, my child is struggling with a developmental milestone. And I want to remind you all, we courageous moms can do it. We can make the call to get the evaluation to support our kids. On this episode, Tracy Wilson, occupational therapist, is sharing with us the details behind pediatric occupational, physical, and speech therapies. Tracy will help us get clear on why evaluate and the joy behind seeing kids experience success. My favorite part of this episode is listening to Tracy describe I did it moments. If you are using all your mom courage right now to listen in because you know you need to learn more for your child, then I just want to say you are in the right place. So Courageous Mamas, get ready. Here we go. Hey, Courageous Mamas. This is Carrie Promozik, your host. Welcome to Mom Courage and welcome to the conversation. Today, we are talking with Tracy Wilson, mother of two young adult children, pediatric occupational therapist and co-founder of the Pediatric Development Center. This is abbreviated as PDC. The PDC was founded in 2007 and provides pediatric speech, occupational therapy, and physical therapy in Rockville and Silver Spring, Maryland, as well as virtual. And for you local listeners, the Pediatric Development Centers are right here in MoCo. Today, Tracy will be sharing details about the Pediatric Development Center, pediatric therapies that are offered, and evaluation, the when and the why behind it. So, welcome, Tracy. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, I'm excited to have you here as well. Such an important topic. So let's get started. Let's just start off with you. If you want to tell a little bit more about yourself, your work, your business, your passion, kind of give it to us. (laughs) Yeah, no, I've been an occupational therapist for over 20 years now. Mm -hmm. And I've worked in a number of different pediatric areas. But in 2007, my business partner, Amy Witherell, Mm -hmm. um, And I decided to open our own private practice. And we started off in Olney, Maryland, and in Montgomery County as well. Mm -hmm. And after, I think it was about five or six years there, we moved into Rockville. And then um, an office opened in Silver Spring as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes people have a question about what occupational therapy is. So they sort of know what speech and language is. They know what physical therapy is. Um, and, and part of it might just be that word occupation in there. They're like, kids don't have jobs. Yeah. But kids do have jobs, right? There's yes. things um, that we expect them to do, whether it be get along with their friends, whether it be getting themselves dressed in the morning, um, being able to play independently, different things like that. So it's sort of more of their, their occupations, their activities that occupy their time. So that could be anything from motor skills to play skills, 
social skills, um, executive functioning, being able to plan and organize, paying attention, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sort of all those things that kids need to do every day, whether it be mm-hmm. in their family, with their peer group, in school, um, extracurricular activities, any mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so right. that's about OT. Perfect. I was actually going to ask you that, like to elaborate on to OT and the therapy. So thank you so much because yes, that is one we hear, we have an idea, but we aren't sure. So I love that you gave the details that this includes the base, like some of these basic things, motor skills, play, social, that kind of stuff is part of the therapies that might be, you know, a child might need some extra support with. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, So many parents, um, you know, we're going to kind of just go into kind of this evaluation piece, but they might sense something's going on with their child, right? Like maybe they notice some speech struggles or not meeting some milestones, which might play into that OT piece. And, you know, part of that can be scary for parents. And I do want to acknowledge that, you know, sometimes parents can feel sensitive or scared about this, this challenging piece with that in mind. Can you tell us when a parent may want to have their child evaluated and maybe if there's any, you know, signs or behavior or something like that? Yeah, I think you kind of hit on it a little bit when you said that they know, Mm. Um, you know, parents that you're just going to have this gut feeling, right? That there's something that, you know, your child isn't meeting developmental milestones on time or, in the case of, you know, a possible autism diagnosis, the play and the social skills are just different than mm-hmm. other children. Um, it's harder for them. And it, it is a process. And, you know, part of it is tied into we want our children to be successful for their own sake, you know, so that life is easy for them and they're mm-hmm. happy. And I think I mean, I'm a parent too, and and there is some of our own, at least for me, Mm -hmm. some of my go involved when, you know, my children aren't living up to like every high expectation we have for them. Right. And so for a while, and, you know, this is sort of maybe not true for everyone, but something I've definitely seen is because we want our children to be happy and successful, we can start adapting their world to be so. So if children have get upset when we go to restaurants or at family gatherings or other children's birthday parties, and we notice that because maybe it's just so overwhelming for them, right. we're going to pull back from doing those activities. And, you know, it can just be like, oh, we can't make it, just starting to make excuses for why we can't make it mm. or, you know oh, my child just isn't interested in playing with Legos or doing crafts or doing pre-writing activities. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we start, you know, maybe going around the problem all at the same time, hoping that this just kind of goes away. Like, oh, when he gets older, he'll go to the gatherings or, oh, when he goes to school, he'll learn how to write. Mm -hmm. Um, But the truth is we know but for me, the other truth is the child is probably struggling. Mm-hmm. And as adults, it's hard enough for us to say that, right? I'm having yeah. trouble. I need help. Yeah. I'm struggling. Yeah. Kids, they just don't say it. They don't say, well, mm-hmm. the reason I'm not playing with Legos is because I don't have the fine motor skills and I don't understand the pictures I'm supposed to build, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. what can happen is, the child will start building up 
all these defenses. And it could be anything from having tantrums. So the parents realize like, oh, just won't go there Mm -hmm. to, you know, just kind of going around it and maybe just making up their own designs or playing with the bigger Legos or, you know, they're just trying to find these ways to Mm -hmm. feel successful and to meet even their parents' subtle expectations. Mm -hmm. But it ends Mm -hmm. up being so much work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the end, we're not really doing them any favors right. because they really are struggling and they're not feeling, we want our children to feel successful, mm-hmm. but it's hard if they're not being successful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's kind of the, the larger piece that sure. it ultimately is helping your child. And yes. trust me, we've done a vows where we said, no, your child doesn't need therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Montgomery yeah. County is sort of a hyper uh, competitive place. And no, your sure. four-year-old does not have to have perfect handwriting. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, but parents do have concerns and I don't want to brush them off because I'd rather people come in mm-hmm. and be told, yeah, let's just give that time and here's some practice things to do. Mm-hmm. than you know, really have concerns and, and not come in. Um, yeah, so that would just be, you know, and going through PDC, it is just like going to a doctor, it's all HIPAA compliant. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just sort of taking them an appointment to get to see, you know, and it's just an important first step. I love that you said it's an important first step. And also, you know, moms and parents listening in, we know, right, parents? I like that you said that, Tracy. You know, we have that feeling. And the when you're saying the truth is that our kids are struggling and how hard that can be for our kids. So just taking that step to say, reaching out and saying, hey, I just want an evaluation because in the end, if there's something there, we want our kids to be successful. And with some supports in place, they can be successful. Right. You know, um, and, and I think that's the, you know, thinking as in my parent brain, all the things I've experienced, that idea of, well, hey, if we do this, they will be successful. Just might need, you know, something here or there to, to give a little more support. So I appreciate you so much saying that, you know, the kid is kind of struggling in that sense. We see it at the parties, whatever's not working out, it's becoming more of a norm, right? And we know, and we just need yeah. to kind of take that first step of reaching out for that evaluation, which... Um, you know, kind of goes into this, I I was looking at your website, I know it says the PDC focuses on play based therapies, and Mm -hmm. purposeful play is your philosophy, which makes so much sense for the, you know, for the young ones. Um, Also, your idea, and this is going to go into the parenting piece here on the website, I noticed too, is that participating in therapies brings confidence to the whole family, this confidence to the whole family seems like a great priority, right? Um, because that's going to getting our kids to be successful. So at the same time, parents may feel concerned about identifying, you know, and a developmental issue. So going further, once you get that evaluation, you know, kind of checked out, why is it important to kind of put that evaluation if something's going on into play? Generally, what we're seeing is what the child is showing us is sort of the end product, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, your handwriting isn't that great. Or, oh, you don't like to play with these toys. Or, oh, you don't like the feel of having your hair brushed. Or whatever mm-hmm. it is, whatever we're noticing is 
what's called the behavior. And it doesn't mean behavior like a bad behavior. Behavior is just anything that you do. If you put a cup on a counter, that's a behavior. Mm -hmm. But we're seeing the end result. Mm -hmm. With evaluation, it's going to also start to explain the why. Mm -hmm. And why, and so handwriting, let's just take that as an example. Mm -hmm. There could be a child, you know, maybe two children with handwriting that um, is a struggle. And, you know, when they put the papers up on the wall, you're like, huh, that looks like that's a little hard for that child. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, but it could be all these different reasons that the handwriting was a struggle, right? And so mm-hmm. with therapy, we also look at the why. Is it mm-hmm. an attention problem? And yes, if they slowed down and they took their time, they could have beautiful handwriting. Or is it a motor problem? I don't know how to form my letters. And so I'm just piecing them together. And Mm -hmm. that's my problem. Mm -hmm. Or is it I have a visual perceptual problem and I can't figure out how to make my A look like that A that the teacher's showing me. Um, So we're also really looking at the why. Mm -hmm. And so, so there might sort of be this um thought that well if we just practice handwriting or if we just practice you know kind of that building with legos or that one skill that you sort of see as if this could just be changed then everything would be you know smooth sailing mm-hmm. but really we're looking at the foundational piece mm-hmm. and until you can build up that foundation then every skill that comes after it is going to be equally challenging. Mm. You know, it might be, oh, I can't handwrite. Oh, I can't tie my shoes. Oh, I can't open my lunch containers. Oh, I always have to wear like elastic clothes and pullover shirts because I can't manage buttons on my jeans. Mm -hmm. And so until you get into treatment and work on those foundational skills, there's always going to be another skill that's going to be challenging because the foundation isn't strong. Mm-hmm. So it's not a matter of going to we'll just say OT to work on handwriting. And it's not that just that we're, you know, practicing, practicing handwriting because you can mm-hmm. practice something wrong. Right. And if you practice it yeah. wrong 10 times and you've only reinforced sort of the bad habits, but it's figuring out what is preventing the child from handwriting and then working backwards from there and then building back up. Um, And, you know, I think I said it a little bit in the beginning. It's also for the child. um, There's, they can just be such different children when they Mm -hmm. come into therapy. There's hardly a child that we don't see who isn't happy to be there. And the reason is, they feel successful. They mm-hmm. feel, I don't actually want to use the word acceptor because we'll always accept our kids. It's not about mm-hmm. that. It's mm-hmm. they can accept themselves mm-hmm. and they can also see that relationship between I can do things. Mm-hmm. It might take a little longer. I might have to work a little harder. But if I do it this way with this support, mm-hmm. I can. Mm-hmm. And for some kids, that can really I mean we don't really think of it that way but that's what they're working so hard every day to avoid 
feeling looking like they can't do something because kids are all about their ego. Look at me, look at me, mom, look at me, you know, go to any playground. That's all you hear. Look at me, look at me. Right, right. Right. And when kids don't, we call it, I did it moments. When Mm. kids, you know, I did it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And just stop tasks because they're getting too frustrated. And we say, oh, that's okay, honey. That's okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Again, but that's okay. They don't have to worry about it, but they never get that feeling of accomplishment that drives you to have more intrinsic motivation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if we I never know. succeeded, we'd never want to try anything else. Right. And right. And I, I know it's going on, but like, that's what it is for me. It's, it's not right. about building skills per se. Mm-hmm. It's about figuring out the why and yeah. building the child's self-confidence. So yeah. that's they say, let me try. I want to do it. Mm-hmm. I worry this, about the kids that don't say, let yeah. me try. I want to do it. You know, the ones right. that up and walk yeah. away. Yeah, the, the confidence. Yes. And I love how you said the um, accepting themselves when they come in to do their therapy sessions and how powerful that is. You know, we want our kids to accept themselves for who they are and that successfulness and that, you know, I might, I love how you said they might have to work a little bit harder. Now, I want to ask a couple questions with this. So we get to the why, right? Say we gave the handwriting example. So the why behind that, let me just ask this question. Would that be something like maybe their muscles aren't as strong in their hands? Or is that the kind of behind the why? Is that what you speak? You're, you're yeah, right. Okay. They're not getting tired. They're obviously not gonna be to write as neatly as long and Mm -hmm. yeah Got it. Okay. So, so let's elaborate. Let someone has an evaluation, they come in and, and whatever example you want to use handwriting or, or such or anything, what does a therapy typically session might look like? You know, just so any moms listening can be like, okay, what is, you know, as these kids are coming in, they're excited, they're going to be successful and learn stuff. What does it typically look like? Well, it does, of course, depend on the age and, and right. what we're working on. But what is sort of the universal truth? And it's actually what occupational therapy was derived from. I certainly won't go into the whole history. Mm-hmm. But it came out of occupational therapy, came out of a belief back in the early or maybe even late 1800s, early 1900s, mm-hmm. that occupation could be a way to heal people. Um, mm-hmm. And then it really took off in World War One. But at any rate, that mm-hmm. philosophy is still the same. So we're guiding them through purposeful activities, such mm-hmm. as, and maybe with the hand being tired, it's not the best example, but if their mm-hmm. hand gets tired, it could be that their whole body, you know, you just, just don't have like a weak hand and the rest of you super strong, but it can sort of be like um, people with low tone or lower muscle tone or just mm-hmm. we're all, um, just, you know, difficulty with endurance and strength. So by doing an obstacle course that mm-hmm. it call it, um, you know, the just right challenge. Mm-hmm. So there are you know, a couple of things that are in it easy for them to do, but then some things like maybe walking across a balance beam, or if that's easy for them, putting like things for them to step over, mm-hmm. but it's always um, going to be at that just right level of challenge. Mm-hmm. So that, yes, they might not be able to do it easy because you don't really feel accomplished if you do something easy, right? You don't like wake right. up and be like, wow, I walked to the bathroom, right. you know, like, okay. Right. But, um, so for children, we want them, it's not a matter of them just being able to do something because it's easy. It's mm-hmm. being able to do something because it's hard. Um, right. And actually just 
that's one phrase I always stay away from an OT of, oh, just try it. It's easy. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. say that, but then I always think, okay, what if the child does it? Yay, you did something easy. Right. But what if they don't? Yeah. I just told you it was easy, but it's actually really hard for you. Right. Um, anyways, that's my little tip there. Right. But, so it's all about having purposeful activities for the mm-hmm. child to engage in. We do try to, you know, throw their interest in there. So if they're interested in, um, we just have like tons of materials. So whatever it is, I'll just say dinosaurs, mm-hmm. and it might be a dinosaur hunt obstacle course, and they have to cross the balance beam and rescue dinosaurs or, or whatever it is. Yeah, but the whole, it's hard to say like how an actual session would go. But it right. is a one one session, the child is with the therapist, the therapist is with them, every step of the way, um, encouraging them but it's always about finding the level at which they can. Just a quick break. We will be right back. So if we're building a puzzle and the child can't put a piece in, rather than saying, oh, it goes there, we might say, oh, well, that piece doesn't fit. What, mm-hmm. what other piece could you try? Mm-hmm. And so it's more about guiding mm-hmm. than either, you know, letting them sink or just doing it for them. So I always say there's, there's like at least five levels between, um, I can't do it here. Let me do it for you. Mm-hmm. Or I can't do it. Well, that's too bad. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. find those steps that we're giving them support, but ultimately they're the ones picking up the piece and putting it in. Cause that's yes. what they want to do. They want to pick up the piece and put it in. Right. Um, right. If you say, Oh, try that piece and turn it this way. Mm-hmm. As long as they picked up the piece and put it in, they're mm-hmm. feeling I did it. Right. So, you know, a session is about finding the level at which they can mm-hmm. and helping them be successful. And then, you know, we take good notes. So then every mm-hmm. week we just up that challenge. Oh, Right. Last week, you did the balance beam. This week, I'm going to put in some lava and you put in a red right. spot and <laughs> can step over the lava. Right. Um, yeah. Well, it's about intrinsic motivation and how yes. to get there and how to get them to right. be successful. Yes. I mean, the just right challenge, that makes so much sense. So the idea that this play comes into whatever they need, like you're saying, it could be a dinosaur obstacle course, and then you add the lava the next week, and they're doing all these things that is at a level they can do it, but they're in, and while they're having this fun, they're also working on these skills they need. So I do see that connection. I really appreciate you kind of just sharing. I understand there's lots of, you know, it'll look different for each child, of course, and what their needs are, but this idea of how it might look is, is, is clear. I see that. I love the just right challenge. That's so fun because then they can say, I did it. What a great right. connection. Yeah. I love the, yep. I did it. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like it now, even when I get older. Um, so, um, I, you know, I, what I want to do is one of the things here on Mom Courage, we like to get into like this real conversation. So about things. So, you know, we think we're talking about, you know, the speech language, occupational therapy, physical therapy, all these services, um, you know, that are therapies for pediatric at your center that you're familiar with and, and your center offers. And with your experience, what is this real conversation behind a child receiving one of the therapies? What's like the real conversation behind it? Yeah, I think I've, you know, talked on it a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's 
you know, if you had, say, you know, God forbid, like an accident or some Mm -hmm. type of, you know, medical incident and your child needed therapy, of course, you would get them therapy. Or if they had any type of, um, you know, medical condition, you would get Mm -hmm. them the help they need. So it's never about not wanting to help our child. And I think we were talking about it a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. It's more of that for whatever reason it's hard you know we're just so invested in our children Mm. as parents that it can be difficult to say to seek help that our child isn't developing skills as our other children Mm. um and i think that's just the the really hard part And, and there's different there's different philosophies on it. Um, you know, and I, and I definitely have these struggles in my own mind too. We're in such a competitive world, just being in, you know, 2021, 20, 20, not even, mm-hmm. you know, excluding the pandemic, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's just turned into such a fast paced world with, you know, achievement, 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 go, go, go. How many mm-hmm. sports do you and as parents, we sort of take our pride from that, you know, like, oh, mm-hmm. my child was first place in this and that. And, you know, and that becomes part of who we are. Mm-hmm. And when it can just be really hard not to not for your child to be um, earning those achievements and, mm-hmm. and to admit it and to see it. Um, it's hard to know what the actual psychological components are behind that but it is real yeah Uh, and 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 we see it um Mm -hmm. even in smaller things Mm -hmm. and I think there's a little more you know if your child struggles in math or struggles in reading and like oh he has a tutor or oh yeah Mm -hmm. he's getting that like for some reason that that can be a little easier Mm -hmm. to admit to if you will yeah Yeah. but if our child is struggling to play, if our child is struggling to make friends, if our child is struggling and we're seeing all these behaviors, like um, they're easily frustrated, they're having tantrums, but they're five, six, seven years old, right. Right. you know, it's just harder to admit. Um, yeah. Whatever reason, it's just right. kind of <laughs> the no. way, way yeah. it is. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you're saying this, when we talk about the real conversation, the real conversation around our child receiving therapies might really be how we parents are viewing it is kind of what, you know, I think what you're sharing a bit that, you know, we parents think, okay, if they get an accident, they need a therapy. It's okay. If they need a tutor. Okay. Well, that's okay. But like really how we view it as ourselves as parents, how hard that can be for us to say, Hmm, my kid is seven and he's still having tantrums. And I, I feel so uncomfortable about this. Do I get help? Do I not? Right. Like that struggle as parents that we have, you know, that, that all of us have then when we're seeing our kid, um, not, you know, be as successful as we want them to be. And how do we navigate that? Because yeah, you know, in this fast paced competitive kind of way we're around today as parents and, and maybe seeking some of the, uh, I don't, I don't know if accolades was the right word, but the, the way we feel accomplished when our kids do, we have to remember sometimes our kids have these things that, that just need these supports in place. So part of it is, is our view too. Does that kind of make sense? Kind of circling all the things you just said that our view as a parent and helping our kids counts to this conversation also. 
Yes, I, I, I think that's exactly yeah. right. Because yeah. when the child comes, and I'll admit for older children, it can yeah. be a little harder. But sure. sure. For younger kids, um, even up through like early elementary school, mm-hmm. like I was saying, they really like to come to therapy. We have had kids make friends at therapy because, mm-hmm. you know, they come at the same time, their appointments, mm-hmm. 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 same time, and they've, you know, invited them to play dates and to birthday parties. And it's just so heartwarming. Um, so I think, you know, part of it's just sort of taking that plunge and making that phone call to, you know, get the evaluation. And I would say, you know, after the eval evaluation, most parents, you know, that we recommend therapy for once they sort of see what the process is like, Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're glad they, they're glad they did it. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily, you know, maybe how they wanted to spend their time. Mm -hmm. uh, But that's just sometimes, you know, what we have to do as parents, but when they see the way their child can transform, Mm -hmm. um, Mm. you know, that's what makes it all worthwhile. Um, Again, it's, it doesn't even have to be that every problem will be solved and your child will be, you know, these, the football star, you know, Mm -hmm. probably maybe not, Mm -hmm. but it's more that they're happy, they can relax, they feel like they have the tools they need to be motivated. And yeah, they might like to do other things, but they'll know that it's their choice and not just because they can't. Right. Um, right. right. So yeah, yeah I, I mean, it takes I'm, courage. It, it takes does. courage to, to make that phone call. I will not yes. deny that. Yes, we've all had our own struggles with our children. And then when we just say, okay, I'm going to do this for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, It it, it will take a weight off. um, Mm -hmm. You didn't even know you were carrying. Right. Yes. Courageous mom is listening. We can do this. We can make that phone call. Right, Tracy? We can call and say, hey, I just think I need an evaluation. Something doesn't seem right. And once we do that, you know, what you were just saying that really hit me was this transformation our kids can make, you know, might that courage to make the phone call might be hard, but once you're there watching our kids transform and, and become more successful at something is worth it. And that's just such a great message, that transformation message. So I think we've kind of already gotten into this, but I, but I want to make sure I I ask it anyway. So the, the norm we challenge something we think about young kids receiving OT or PT speech therapist, but the truth is blank that kind of thing. I think we kind of got into it a little bit, but is there anything else you'd want to say or elaborate on that? You know, we think this about it, but maybe the truth is this. Yeah. Um, there's many ways to go with that question, but <laughs> just coming back to the child, um, we might see it as helping them to develop A, B, C, D skills mm-hmm. and be like, okay, then that'll be great. But it really, the, the truth for me is helping the child become intrinsically motivated. And that's mm. more the gift that we're giving our child. Because yes, we can accept them exactly as they are. It's not about that. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's that the child is having such a hard time keeping their world together. Mm-hmm. When they're sort of finally freed, mm-hmm from that and they learn that they can do things and even if they can't they're all 
I can't ski, you know, I just can't. <laughs> but when I have enough other accomplishments, um, you know, under my belt, I can be like, oh, yeah, I'm not good at that, but I'm good at these other things. Mm-hmm. And so we have to give our children sort of that chance to become good at all these other things. So mm-hmm. if there's one or two things along the way, whether it's math or skiing or, <laughs> you know, whatever, they can say, oh, yeah. I'm not good at that, but I'm good at these things, mm-hmm. you know, um, but if they're constantly struggling to find that thing that they are good at, um, it's, it's just really, really hard on them. And it's not because they can't do the skill. It's because of all the work they have to put into hiding that they right. can't do right. the skill. Yeah. I like how you said that. It's not, it is, there's the skills they have to work on, but really the truth is the intrinsic motivation going forward that they will develop from going through the process, the therapy process forever they're working on. Yeah. Um, and just d- learning that they can have, I did it moments and that, yeah. that it's it theirs too, you know, <laughs> and, doesn't this, and doesn't this set our kids up for more success going forward? Cause if we work with them in their, you know, their younger years and they realize, okay, I can do this, this and that, then as they get older and older and older, they're already built up some skills. So it's just a step in the right direction almost for their future. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, you know, as a therapist, but you can't get away from the research and the that early intervention is Mm. so important. It doesn't mean that we cannot help older children, not at all. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that wait and see approach isn't the best approach, because Mm -hmm. during that birth to five, it's when all that brain development is happening. And if we can work on skills in the way that, you know, will support sort of more optimal brain development, that is the time. Um, And then as you get older, there's, you know, different other ways to uh, work on skills. But it it really is important for parents of younger children, if they notice something, um, to, to just take that step because you know, sometimes time is the answer. And I mean, I can't predict the future, but I can see that right now your child is probably struggling and that we can help. Yeah. I love that. Like taking the step, right? Kind of back to what you said in the beginning. We parents, we know when there's something not set and right, or maybe we're just noticing some things. So taking that step and just the opportunity to offer for our kids, connecting to that early intervention and how their brain develops all makes so much sense. So I love those words of encouragement of just take the step um, to kind of just get into that. And I don't want to say get into the door of like, let's, let's check out with a professional because this is what you know. So checking in with someone who knows is, is a great way to get that, you know, um, affirmation that, yeah, we, we could work on a few things or nah, maybe not, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I love that. Um, so um, we're going to close up here a little bit, but before we do that, I would love for moms listening to just, if, if you could take a moment to tell a little bit about, you know, where, where we can find you, what do you offer, what's your website, all that good stuff. And I will make sure to put the details of that in the um, episode notes as well. But so, you know, where can we find you? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, our website has most of our, the information that you would need and it's uh, pdcandme.com. Um, so that has, you know, all the information about our different services and like, uh, you said in the beginning, we have physical locations in Rockville and Silver Spring. Mm -hmm. And of course, um, due to the pandemic, we had to switch over to virtual 
therapy, uh, but we've also seen a lot of advantages in um, uh, services done virtually. So if you don't live in the area or getting to uh, a physical office is difficult, then virtual therapy might be um, a good way to go as well. Excellent. 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 And I, again, will make sure I put the link in uh, the um, episode notes. So anybody listening that needs to see it visually will be there. So thank you for that. Tracy, seriously, your expertise and your knowledge in this area, it was just amazing today. And I really appreciate you just sharing with the moms out there that are listening and, you know, um, this message of having the courage to take the step into the next step into the right direction to um, really Help our kids um, get those I did it moments in just right challenge. So thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes. All right, everybody. Well, that is it. Thanks for being here, Courageous Moms. Thank you for listening to Mom Courage, the podcast. I would love to hear from you courageous moms. So send me a message through Anchor. The link is in the episode notes or find me at my website, www.courageouslivingforyou.com. The link is also in the episode notes. That's it. You got this, courageous mamas.